The New Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of The New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. If you've ever seen a patient or an athlete with lateral knee pain, you'll know that once this lateral knee pain starts to grumble, it can be pretty hard to get on top of your patient or your athlete's symptoms, and sometimes even harder to stop these symptoms coming back. So this might be a IT band problem, it could be a lateral patellofemoral joint problem, it might be some lateral meniscal irritation, or something like that in the lateral knee. And we know that these injuries can be quite disabling for patients and athletes, particularly those that are more active, particularly those that are involved with sport. So why is it that sometimes lateral knee pain can be so persistent? Why can it be hard to get on top of and why are symptoms often so recurrent? What is it that you might be missing from your your assessments, your treatments, your rehab? So today's or this week's podcast episode is going to look at lateral knee pain and I'm going to give you three tips to help you better manage patients and athletes you see with lateral knee pain. So you can stop the pain and you can stop the problem coming back. So number one is all about the IT band. So I start, I laugh here because I think back to my own practice as a new grad and I see patients with the IT band syndrome, friction, runner's knee, whatever you sort of want to call it. And I do loads of work. I'd be doing all this IT band soft tissue work and stretching and and things like that. But knowing what I know now, I know that was, was largely a a waste of my effort, a waste of my time and a waste of my patient's time. Because if we look actually at the, the structure of the ITB first, so the iliotibial band, it's so strong. So the IT band is as strong as steel in terms of tensile strength. It has been shown numerous times in sort of the evidence. And also one of the probably big errors that I made certainly and so many other people make, so many other therapists make when treating the ITB is treating the ITB as a muscle and it's not a muscle. So the ITB is this thick band of fascia that runs on the lateral side of the thigh from the pelvis up at the iliac crest all the way down to the knee and it largely has the properties of a tendon. 
not actually a muscle. So why is it we treat it like a muscle? Who knows? So the important thing here is given that it is, is not a muscle and given how strong the iliotibial band is, it clearly makes sense that many of the muscle techniques, you know, stretching, foam rolling, direct massage to that area are often ineffective to actually help ITB injuries. So that I'm not for one second saying that you shouldn't treat the ITB. You certainly should if it's a problem and some work around there might help to dampen down a little bit of pain, desensitize the area but long term you know these types of things are not going to fix an ITB problem. I'm going to talk about this a bit further in the podcast about usually what are the main drivers for a problem like you know ITB uh, band um, friction syndrome, runner's knee, whatever you sort of want to call it but it just makes I guess logical sense to start that you know you're probably wasting your time by doing you know spending so much time in and around the the IT band and that's probably why so many of these treatment techniques so many rehab exercises that you may or may not have tried before with the patients and athletes you've worked with maybe that they're they're not the best use of your time and your efforts not the best use of your patients time and efforts number two is the knee is like a washer between two bolts. So a great mate of mine and a top um, private practice and sports physio, Gareth Robinson. So Gareth was actually on um, my podcast um, previously and he told me this simple but great description for the knee joint, that the knee is like a washer between two bolts. So he basically picked this up from a talk from a, a top knee surgeon here in the in the UK and who described the knee in this particular way. And what he was describing here is the washer being the knee and the bolts being the ankle joint below and the hip joint above. So imagine you've got a bolt at the top, bolt at the bottom, a washer in the middle. So the knee's in the middle, you've got the hip above, you've got the ankle below. So the point the the sort of surgeon was trying to make is Whatever the hip is doing above or the ankle is doing below, the knee has to adapt to what is happening. And ultimately, if there is a problem with either the hip or the ankle, it is usually the knee, like the washer, that is usually the first thing to break. And you know this already, you've probably seen it with your patients, with your athletes, is the knee starts to grumble and you pick stuff up at the ankle, he picks up up at the you know at the hip and ultimately what's happening here is the knee starts to hurt so particularly here we're probably looking at more non-traumatic injuries think about that you know itb problem think about that patella tendon problem think about that quad tendinopathy so these overuse insidious onset problems and these problems start because the knee is working too hard and then it can only take so much you know so much load and it began, begins to come painful and obviously it can obviously reduce function with the, the patient or athlete that you're that you're seeing in sort of clinic. So these problems, so got a problem with the knee, the knee's working too hard, but the, the result of this problem is is sometimes somewhere else. So it could be the hip joint above, it could be the ankle joint below, it could be somewhere else in the body on the same side or the opposite side of the body. What's important here is and again this is what you already know is that you try and identify any issues at the joints in and around an injured area so we're looking at the knee 
you've got that patellar tendinopathy problem, you've got that lateral knee pain, you've got the ITB band problem, it's important clearly that you assess the hip and ankle, both the joints above and below. And again, that's nothing new, but you, that's it's really important that this is included as part of your knee joint objective assessment because if you miss any issues here it does not matter how good your knee assessments treatments and rehab you know might be for a lateral knee pain problem if the issue driving that lateral knee pain is not at the knee but it's an issue with the hip or the ankle so up or down the chain then there's a probably almost a hundred percent chance that the issue is going to come back because you've left that issue unresolved so hopefully that makes sense Number three, it's not just glutes, glutes, glutes. So probably the most common reason therapists tell patients and athletes that they've got a knee pain problem. So again, think about that lateral knee pain, overuse type injury, is that they've got a glute problem. And, you know, again, I did this as a new grad. And I, no, no I'm not going to lie, I told many patients this exact same thing. I'd tell them things like, your glutes are not firing, your glutes are not working well. We need to do some more glute strengthening work to, to take some load off your knee. So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, jump on this podcast and tell you I didn't do that as a new because I, because I certainly didn't. And I know from, you know, working with, with, hundreds and hundreds of new grads now that this again is, is something really common it's something that's almost still being taught at university and, it, and it's not always right at the time I thought it was true and I would tell patients this but I began to realize quite quickly that you know however, however much glute work that I did some patients just did not improve and you know some patients would really struggle to overcome uh, problems like lateral knee pain so again Really simply, if your patient does not have a glute problem, but you think they do, you could do as many glute bridges, clams, whatever it is it may be to try and strengthen the hip as you want. But it will not take away your patient or athlete's lateral knee pain if they don't have a problem with the glutes in the first place. So again, really simple, but again, this is probably all to do with our assessments and actually assessing and identifying exactly what is going on so if it's not a lot of glutes what is it what might you need to do instead so if you flick back to that analogy we used before about the washer between two bolts so if we if we're thinking about and we're saying that the ankle and the hip so the joint below and above the knee are big contributors to how much load the knee has to to absorb and take then a question for you does strengthening the muscles at the ankle or around the hips change this so it does if you identify a lack of strength in the hip or the ankle muscle so again going back to the glutes if there's a problem there certainly give glute work if there's a problem in the ankle in regards to strength calf soleus whatever it may be then certainly give some rehab exercises to fix that problem because you've identified an issue and then what you want to do with your rehab is fix that issue but and um, a big but but often, so often is the case with overuse type injuries at the knee, is it's not about getting stronger. So if you think about a runner that you might see in your department, in your clinic, they run 10, 20 miles a week. When you're running, there is approximately four times, six times your body weight going through your knee. So that's a lot of force. If your patient or athlete wasn't strong enough, they physically wouldn't be able to run. 
So again, this is quite a crude way to look at running, but the point here I'm trying to make is what is often more important than how strong muscles are is actually how the muscles in your legs are working together. So if we relate back to the knee, quite often what is happening is actually the quads muscles are actually doing too much work and often the other muscles in your lower leg, so your hamstrings, your glutes and your calf muscles are not quite doing enough. And if that's the case, more load will go through the knee. So I guess an easy way to look at it is if you're thinking we want all those muscles to do their fair share of work and if one muscle group's overworking, another must be underworking. So it's trying to work out with your assessment as to what muscles are doing too much and what muscles are not quite doing enough. And again, with any joint, muscle, tendon, whatever it may be, if a structure is working too hard, it will likely become tired and at some point will take too much load, take too much strain, and this is when you actually break. So if we're looking at lateral knee pain, that's when that lateral knee pain may start. So there are various reasons why the knee might do this and might start to actually overwork. One of the most common reasons you will see relates to that patient or athlete's past medical history and an injury that they may have had in the past. So this might be an old ankle injury, you know, they've rolled their ankle many years before or they do it multiple times, they've had lower back pain or it could, could be something completely different. It could be on the same side as their lateral knee pain problem, it could be on the opposite side of the body. So for most people what's going on, it's that old problem that's actually causing their current problem and that lateral knee pain. Even so, you know, that, that problem might not have caused any issues for a considerable amount of time. What happens is the body is really, really clever and whenever it gets injured, it will adapt the way it moves to compensate. So I'm sure at some point you've stubbed your toe or rolled your ankle or something like that and even with a really minor injury that, you know, doesn't, you know, functionally doesn't take, you know, change too much or doesn't keep you out of activity or you know anything like that you, you probably you know obviously when you first do it you might be limping around a little bit it's quite sore and you, what, you, what your body will do is put more weight on the unaffected side so you obviously that's why you develop a limp because your body is trying to offload that injured side to protect it so you don't cause any more injury after a few minutes hours days that problem goes away and you don't feel it at all the problem here however is even when pain goes away we know and this has been been shown in the evidence that the body does not reset itself it does not necessarily revert back to how it moved before your injury so whilst that ankle or that toe pain stub your toe you've rolled your ankle actually goes away and even though that ankle is not causing you any problem whatsoever anymore, or that toe problem's completely settled down, you might still be loading and moving away from that injured side. You might still be taking more weight on that unaffected side and still almost in being in protective mode almost and actually you know offloading and using the other side of the body and still using those joints, those muscles in a different way compared to how you were prior to that injury as, as relatively minor as it may be so you know often this is something that is you know is not a problem and it's not something you'll notice but you will notice it and it does become a problem when another injury happens and you'll have seen these you know patients and you know, chronic pain patients you've seen these um, athletes who recurrently get injured and injured and injured so the 
what's happening here, look at that, think of that bad run of injuries with a player where they just seem to get one injury, it's one injury after another, after another. And this is probably what's happening. The body is just compensating, and it's shifting load to other joints and other muscles. So to protect one injury, but then overloading and causing another injury. Compensation happens again, something else overloads, then something else breaks. So again, this is that sort of, I guess that vicious cycle of of injury after injury after injury, but it's the body's way of compensating, which short term can be good to help protect you and to reduce the, I guess, the severity of injury to protect your body so you don't create more injury. But in terms of other injuries and the way it's loading the body can sometimes be highly detrimental. So as part of our rehab with any injury, not just lateral knee pain, we need to locally fix up the, the lateral knee pain problem. But we also need to identify other problems that have actually caused that injury in the first place and actually are going to potentially act as a barrier to a successful rehab process. So again, it's really important that we understand how the knee functions, but also how the hip, knee and ankle work together during movement and I guess to summarize that if we can get the muscles in the leg to work well together this allows the knee to perform well and tries to even out force and load within the actual knee joint meaning certain structures are not overworking they're not overloading and we're much less likely to see reoccurrences of lateral knee pain once you give your patient the green light to return to higher level activities like running or even sport. So if you worked with patients or athletes in the past with lateral knee pain and the problems come back, you've been struggled to get on top of the problem in the first place, then I would question whether the problem might actually not be the lateral knee itself. Clearly there's a problem there in terms of pain, but probably the main driver is somewhere away from the lateral knee. And unless you fix the knee and these other problems, it is likely once you get your patient moving again, they get back to those higher level you know, activities and intensities, back running, back in the gym, back to sport, then that pain might quickly return as quick as it first went away. So just to round off the podcast, the three tips to help you better manage patients or athletes with lateral knee pain. Number one, forget about treating the ITB. So the iliotibial band is not often the issue with patients presenting with lateral knee pain. And because of how this structure functions, it needs to be treated differently to other muscle injuries. The knee is like a washer between two bolts. So the joint above the knee, the hip, the joint below the knee, the ankle play a vital role in how the knee functions between them. And finally, it's not just glutes, glutes, glutes. There is so much more to knee pain rehab than just strengthening the glutes. So as always, if you have any questions about anything I've covered in this podcast, please reach out to me. Just real quickly, uh, again, special mention to, to Top Physio, great pal of mine, Gareth Robinson, for teaching me the knee washer concept. Um, like I said at the start, I caught up with Gareth, who is currently working on the golf circuit. He's a personal physio to a, gop, a top golf professional. Uh, I caught up with him on a podcast, so you can catch this episode. Just search for New Graph Physio Gareth Robinson, and it will come up, whether that's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, or all the rest of the sort of places. The podcast is in, is in all the usual spots, so if you enjoy the podcast, then please share it. 
if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss any one of my um, weekly episodes. We're on about episode, I'm not even sure what this episode is, but we're over 100. Um, not quite 110, I don't think. Um, but I really enjoy putting these podcasts together and just a short, you know, some short, you know, input of information and, and hopefully you know knowledge for for you guys to take into your day whether you work in private practice within the national health service or within professional sports so like i say as always any questions please reach out to me please share the podcast with the people if you think they will benefit from it um, i appreciate your time um, joining me on this week's podcast um, enjoy the rest of your day whatever you've got planned and i will see you all again on the next episode of the New Grad Physio podcast. Thanks for listening to the New Grad Physio podcast. Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, the five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.